you, George Fulman, all of you chumps are gonna bow when I whoop him. All of you, I know you got him. I know you got him picked, but the man's in trouble. I'm gonna show you how great I am. Hold up. Black excellence, I be rapping it differently. Uh, tell Howard Coe, sell him how are you with this rapper thing. Uh, underrated from Chocolate City with all the flavor. My bitches ball like I'm Cuba Cardis and I lay them. Black excellence, we depart from the negative, boy. Black denim that keep a knot like a pessimist, boy. Black niggas hate black niggas, that's evident. So keep black windows with masks, niggas that never miss, boy. Charles Manson is celebrated, somebody saves. Dr. Savvy was really current with people gave us. I'm a beacon of what you become if you got passion. I feel like Ali, but feel like I be where all the cash is. Never could reach the masses. Label said I'm too deep, then I told them people, let's drown it. Blacks executed for moving around it. Maybe I think too deep, but I think it be for this brown skin. Pro black is an anti white, but how we act like we don't see no tiki torches at night. Dick, pro black is an anti white, but if a Nazi try me, catch these Ali hands on sight. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Clinton Group Chat podcast. It is Monday, March 6th. Approximately 9.20 p.m. here on the East Coast. I'm here with my two co-hosts, Gerald and James. How are y'all doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Gerald? <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing good on the casual side. Not sure what to make of the Celtics, but that's not a, something I'm trying to talk about today. Oh, no, we're going to talk about it. We're gonna no, talk we don't have to. <laughs> yeah, um, Celtics. What about you, Ryan? How you doing? I'm doing good. Had a good, had a good weekend. Had one of those. Like you gotta, I gotta stop and I gotta appreciate it. I got to. Um, I've talked about Creed three here for a couple weeks now, um, and I got paid for the work that I did. But I asked to be paid in essentially what equates to movie tickets. So I got to take some of my friends and my family to see Creed three for free, and it's kind of. One of those moments where you gotta stop and really appreciate it and just be happy that you can share some of those moments with your family. Um, so I in a good place. Um, got my my drink here, my Washington Wizards cup, um, that I paid way too much money for. Um but Washington that co- Wizards cup, okay. Yeah, bought it out of J. Cole concert. Wizards nowadays. Is it Bradley Bradley Bill still on the Wizards? Uh, the, for now, <laughs> the Wizards, as Joe House would say, for now, until he either negotiates getting some kind of raise or he wants out, which he does nearly every year. Um, right. but um, getting to our warm up this weekend, um, as many people are probably aware of, because Chris Rock probably made them aware of it, the Oscars are this week. Um, so as we do for the game Grammys, we do a game of greater than or less than. Okay. Um, we're doing it with the Oscars, but we're doing it in a different way. We're going to be doing it primarily with sports movies. Um, so if you're not aware, I lay out two figures and then give the greater than or less than. Had a great weekend in theaters. Like I said, Creed 3 is out. Put up almost $60 million at the box office during its first weekend which is the highest grossing opening weekend for a sports film ever. 
Um, so good job, good job for Black Rocky. I love it. <laughs> good job. That's awesome, man. Um, so I guess we can we can start with Rocky. Um, this has to do with the original Rocky, the first film that came out almost fifty years ago now. Um, first up, uh, is the money that Rocky generated at the box office during its first weekend greater than or less than the amount of money included in Geno Smith's contract? His uh, new contract that he just signed today. Guarantees or full length of the deal? Full length of the deal. Oh, Rocky, uh, Geno, Geno coming out on top. <laughs> What you think, Gerald? Um, I'll go. I'll go, Rocky. I'll go, Rocky. By it, the way, it, shout out Geno Smith, West Virginia, Black History. Go ahead. Yep, Geno Smith signed a deal today with the Seahawks for three, um, three years, hundred five million dollars. And yes, it's a whole lot more than what Rocky made during its first weekend. I got to always Rocky was an independent film and it was released in 1976. There was no way in the world that was ever going to. It made $5 million in its first week. Um, hey, man, Gino was an independent quarterback a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> There's some parallels there, too. Hey, man, you should have said who made more Gino on the first contract than Rocky. It, it, now, that would have been close. But you know, <laughs> you know uh, good job for Gino. It's very good. It's, it's really good to see that. Especially for a black quarterback. Black quarterbacks don't get a second chance, and he did that and took it to the bank. But what you think about that, Gerald? Uh, I mean, it, I kind of knew it. I just kind of said the opposite just to be. <laughs> no, I was just saying what you think about Geno getting that money. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's well-deserved, clearly. Uh, Geno Smith played great. I think he was top five in both QBR and I want to say passer rating, but I'm not 100% sure on that one. Uh, but Gino played phenomenal. Uh, the Seahawks wouldn't have been with, in the playoffs without him. Good for Gino. Yeah, that's good. Good for him. All right, what's our next question, Ryan? Um, next, we have Remember the Titans. Um, is the amount of t- money the Remember the Titans generated at the box office during its first weekend greater than or less than the amount of money included in the contract that Daniel Jones just completed? Oh wow, he completed a contract. They've been talking about that. I I get off Twitter and they didn't sign DJ. I mean, no, I'm I'm talking about the one he finished, not the one he. he oh, could the sign. first contract. The first oh, contract. Life of the deal or guarantees. Guarantees. Life of the deal. Oh, guarantees. Oh. Oh. That's a rookie. He was first round, right? He was first round. His first round. What was he? Top ten. Or no? Uh, let me get you that answer real quick. Um, so I he was taken eighth, right? He was taken sixth overall in the 2019 draft. Okay, so we're talking fifth option. Hey, what you got? What you got, Gerald? I remember Daniel was asking for a lot of money. I'll go Jones. I uh, I they had to renegotiate stuff. Um, I think guarantees. I think it's DJ too. I think it's. I think it's. Yeah, I think he made more than remember the Titans than guarantee. You are both correct. Remember the Titans made twenty point nine million dollars in its open weekend, 
and Daniel Jones um, got $25 million guaranteed in his first deal. Is that funny, Jiro? Is that funny? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. It's, uh, no, no, not even a little bit, is it? <laughs> <laughs> funny, Ryan? No. I, no I'm not, 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 not even a little bit. Uh, I mean, I'm got 25 mil. I'd play. I'm just, I'm, I'm just doing it. Remember the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, is it? No, no, not even a little bit. And if it. I was just, I was trying to explain to um one of my friends that I went to the movies with just how long Wood Harris has been around. Right. Yeah. You almost forget that Wood Harris was in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because he because after TC Boone he was acting a fool on some of these. He'd be like, "Oh, that's him. That's strong side, weak side." Damn. He went from strong side, weak side to selling. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> hey, shout out DMV though. Uh, if you go to school in the DMV, you probably went to some somebody in your circle probably went to remember the Titans High School. Just remember that <laughs> if you're in Virginia, okay. Or you and they will tell you that it's a lie. They will tell you the whole right. They said, they said, I said, I do not go to remember to Titans High School. I go to TC Boom. Oh my, oh my bad. And then you do the dance on the way out every time you see it. So I'm just playing. All um, right, what's the next question? Last up, we have the longest yard. Is the amount of money the longest yard generated at the box office during its first weekend greater than or less than the amount of money Derek Carr is set to make in the first year of his new deal with this New Orleans Saints? And I can read the numbers of the deals if you didn't get to see them. First deal in guarantees? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. In, um, first year in guarantee. It's probably, I'm going to go with. Longest Yard because it was a remake and Adam Sandler was in it. And Derek Carr's contract is backloaded because the Saints don't have a lot of cap. So go ahead. Um, Adam Sandler and Chris, there was a lot of celebrities in Longest Yard. Uh, yeah. I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll go with Derek Carr just, just for this. Why not? I'll go Derek Carr. It is the longest yard. The longest yard made $47.6 million in its opening weekend. And Derek Carr, um, as um, James pointed out, his deal is backloaded. So he's his deal set up 30 years per the first two years, 40 years in the third year, 50 in the fourth year. Hey, I'm going to say something real quick about this weekend. First of all, First of all, Longest Yard, very good movie. Second of all, hey, um, if people don't like Chris Rock now, what, was Chris Rock? No, that was those. That was Chris Rock wasn't one of wasn't in there, was it? In Longest Yard, was it Chris? Yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, he yeah, was. One he of the was uh, oh, buddy, oh buddy, he they, died in that too. He did. Yeah, <laughs> they don't like him now. They, they, oh man, if they look up the young longest yards, they're really gonna have some names for him. It's gonna be crazy. Well, they don't, but no, Tracy. I mean, you could Tracy watch Morgan. That's what I'm saying. Tracy Morgan was the one that was like the uh, cheerleader. The cheerleader. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's just keep it to that. But yeah, <laughs> I, I thought Chris Rock was the cheerleader, and I was like, no, that was Tracy Morgan. But anyway, all that. No, my, the funniest part of that movie, and then we'll move on, is Michael Irvin 
saying, no, I don't play football. I play basketball. And like, it's like late stage Michael Irvin, but I don't, I think he does all the windmills in there. <laughs> it's like, it's like you, I mean, it's Michael Irvin, so he plays football, but it's also like, I don't know if he's, but it's like, yeah, it was a weird like mix of like, it's not Michael Irvin, but it is. Cause like he was doing like one hand catches, and I was like, I don't think he can do that. At this point of his life, I think that was a stunt double. But anyway, um, I'll just give y'all a bonus. Is is can you? It can be one of two answers because the one that's listed number one, I'm not. I'm not sure if everyone considers a sports movie. What is the highest grossing sports movie of all time? Uh, it's 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 a uh, King Richard in there. You got one for King Richard. Richard. Um, also, I don't know if that's really a sports movie, but I don't uh, know. Ben didn't like Beckham. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, um, I want to make. It? Oh wait, or was it the last Creed movie? I think it was. No, he said that was for the worst for the first weekend. No, for, for the, just over high, overall. Then yeah, it would that probably was, be the last Creed movie, wouldn't it? It was. It's not the last Creed movie. I want to make sure because, um, J- um, James brought up uh King Richard, and this wasn't list- put on this list. And I just want to make sure that, um, it's not, it's not outdated. Okay, so they don't have the long term success of King Richard primarily because it was released during the pandemic and was released also on HBO Max. Yeah. Um. So the the reason why I said the top two, the top one is Forrest Gump, but I'm not sure people entirely consider entirely consider uh, that a sports movie. Okay. The second well, one. What are you gonna say? Yeah. If if Forrest Gump came out was a real person, like the uh, what what's the uninterrupted would be like more than an athlete because that's definitely <laughs> what Forrest Gump was. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, that one made three hundred twenty nine million at the box office. The yeah. second place, which one I do consider a sports movie, is The Blind Decide, which made two hundred fifty five million. Oh, The Blind Side. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. And on that note, let's change. Nothing else to say about The Blind Side. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Ryan. What's our next subject? All right, we are out of the football season. Sort of. Shout out to the XFL. Um, but we are moving into basketball season, which means we got March Madness coming up. And we also have the NBA playoffs coming up in just a few weeks. So with that said, we lead with the New York Knicks, who currently are on a nine game winning streak. And as of today, they have risen into the top five of the NBA.com power rankings heading into the postseason. Given how the Knicks are playing. And given that they are the New York Knicks. What level of confidence do you have in the New York Knicks heading into the postseason, provided all teams in the Eastern Conference remain as healthy, if not healthier, than they are right now? I mean, we can kind of get it out of the way. They're they're not making it past the second round. I don't know if they face (laughs) Milwaukee. No, because, like, I don't know if they face Milwaukee, Boston. I guess there's a world where, like, Milwaukee and Boston kind of tank the rest of the season and Philly somehow gets it. Like, I just... I feel like if they face Milwaukee, it's a bad matchup, and I don't think they get past Boston. But I will say this. That first-round matchup right now would be Cleveland. 
And I don't know how much I trust the Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell defense in the playoffs. Like, I, I know Cleveland's ranked very high in the regular season, but that is two guards constantly switching on to Jalen Brunson. And I saw how that worked in Utah, and it was not very good last year. So I think they have a shot in the first round if Julius Randle doesn't go MIA like he did against the Hawks. But outside of that, I, I don't really know what to say about the Knicks. All I got to say is, all I got to say is this. New York sports scene, it was on a ventilator. It's back. I can't wait for the shots for either Aaron Rodgers being a Jet or Daniel Jones being a Giant with a big contract. Uh, uh, courtside at the next game next to Spike Lee. It's gonna be good. It's good for good for everybody. But yeah, the Knicks are not that good. Um, but that's okay. Go New York. Go New York. Go. <laughs> you gotta do them like that. <laughs> hey man, New York sports team was on a ventilator. It's it's back. It's back. It, it's back to what it always was. We're hoping the Knicks are gonna be decent. Yankees in contention. Oh, they're not hoping. They're hope. I, I talked to some yesterday. They are one thousand percent confident. They will make it through Cleveland, and I am not entirely sure that, that they will put do you that. In contention. That, that, that doesn't put you in contention. Okay, I don't know. I mean, okay. I, to be fair to New York fans, I don't necessarily know if I'm a hundred percent confident in Cleveland either. Like, I'm confident Mitchell will drop points, but it's like every other player. I think outside of like Jared Allen, haven't been into the playoffs yet, have they? Um, Jared Allen was in the playoffs with Levert and Kyrie their first year. That's what yeah, I said. Like, that, yeah. yeah. Oh, you said other than I'm on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be cliche. I don't want to use intangibles. Mm. It's the Knicks, man. Nah, it's, it's the, the Knicks. Knicks same old Knicks, same old Jets, all that stuff. I don't know, man. It's. It's cool, man. The Jets gonna be cool. The Giants gonna be cool. I mean, and they got me last time. They got me last time. I thought they were gonna beat the Hawks, and then see now that's on you. I don't know know what possessed you to think that was gonna happen. (laughs) But that's the thing, though. Every city got that one squad. Every city that got a bunch of squads got the one squad where you like. Yeah, this is fun, but you know we we know what's going on. You know what I'm saying. Philly's got the Sixers. I mean, we know what the Sixers ride is. It's like, okay, that's lit. Okay. Philadelphia, 70. And then, and then the, the song stopped playing. That's it. You know what I'm saying? It, it's cool. Like, sports are supposed to be fun because that's what the Knicks are. They are fun. I I don't know. You're talking about something like they amusement park ride. That's, <laughs> that's what it is, man. I, bro, go New York. Go New York. Go. That's like, that's dope. That's dope. We guard the Knicks. Uh, it's like okay, yeah, you know, you get the, you get the, you get, you know, you get Patrick Ewing, you know, raising his hand for the crowd for the Eastern Conference semifinals. You know what I'm saying? Reggie Miller taking the bow. That that's what that's that's what New York Knicks basketball is. Is is theater, right? Mm. But it's a tragedy. It's not. It's not a drama. You know what I'm saying? It's a tragedy. So. You know what's going on, man. And uh, that's what the Knicks are. So go New York, go New York, go. But 
we know where this ends, okay? We we ain't gotta act like we don't. All right, we'll take a trip over to Milwaukee, um, where Giannis has been playing well. No shocker there. And he believed he had a triple-double last night. Last night he said, I kind of stole one. Well, it appears like the it. NBA came and took their triple-double back. Uh, the league adjusted the statistics from the Bucks win over the Wizards on Sunday night, erasing Giannis's final rebound that would have given him his fourth triple-double of the season. He grabbed the defensive rebound with about nine seconds left, knowing that no one was going to guard him, and knowing that he was about one rebound short of 10. He went all the way down court, got near the Bucks' rim, hesitated for a moment, and then threw the ball at the bottom of the rim before catching it. League rules say a player has to, and I quote, with shoot with the intent to score a field goal. Is it inbounds or out of bounds for the league to take back the triple-double? I mean, sure. I guess I'm. I'm like that. Ain't that ain't making breaking nothing. <laughs> it it does show me that. Uh, like, and I wonder what Gerald thinks about this. It it showed me that times have changed, or don't nobody think they can whoop Giannis's ass? Because <laughs> somebody tried that back in the day, and they was like, <laughs> like right. <laughs> Hey man, he and then the coach. I don't remember what coach it was like. They should have whooped his ass. So I don't know what you think about that, Gerald. They I looked mean, at him, but then he said, "What's good?" And they they like, "All right, game's over." It's also I mean, the Wizards. It is also the Wizards. I, I don't That's think crazy. they care that much about the season to really put up a fight about that. Um, I I I can understand why people would be intimidated by something. <laughs> That's when you know all the racism came out. They like that's Nganu's cousin. Let's let's chill out. <laughs> that's not true. I do not think all Nigerians are related. I'm just saying, in, in your mind, if you're trying to rationalize, you know, you know, and keep your manhood, you got to be like, nah, that's Nganu's cousin. You can't. You know what I'm saying? I can't be him. You know what I'm saying? He know the spinning kicks, all that stuff. So. But uh, um, last but not least, uh, it was a game that. last night. Um, well, back is insane. And the Suns were able to pick up a four point win against the Mavericks on Sunday, and a little bit of little bit of back and forth, a little bit of back and forth. The Sun. There was a confrontation that occurred after Luca missed an open floater that would have tied the score on the possession. Immediately after, you know, Kevin Durant gave the Suns the lead. He had a jumper. And Doncic had an issue with Devin Booker talking as he was shooting. Um, according to an ESPN report, Devin Booker said, and I quote, shut the fuck up. Before, um, I mean, Doncic told Devin Booker to shut the fuck up after um, he spoke to him while he was shooting. Um, and then he stepped towards the other All-Star and they exchanged some more words. They both got technical fouls. Booker said he was telling the official that Doncic had pushed off and should have been called for an offensive foul. And after the game, Doncic said, based on the words, I don't think so. It's a fine. It's just a competitive game. 
And lastly, he said, it's all good. Just next time, don't wait until there's three seconds left to talk. Ah. Uh, I like that. I like that back and forth. They funny. Because you know, they were smiling when they were saying that shit anyway. So no, they better. They, uh, they, you know, you know my rule when talking to them white folks from them from them country countries. <laughs> even though, you know, Luca, you know, he was prodigy, so he was in Spain for most of the time. Listen, if there's one state though that's close to Eastern Europe and the United States, what would you think it's from? Jerry, which, which one do you think? I plead the fifth. <laughs> I would say it's Mississippi. Mississippi as war twin as you're going to get in the United States. And that's where Devin Booker from. So I'm like, Ugh. like, I know, I know that Eastern Bloc is way worse than Mississippi. Uh, Devin Booker don't think that, though. So <laughs> play on, play on. That's all I got to say. Oh, uh, I'm. I mean, I will say, you know, for all the old heads that say, you know, league ain't competitive no more because everybody like each other. I don't think these two do. <laughs> oh, they don't like each other. This is because it's not, not the first all. time. This is not the first yeah. time either. Yeah. Um, but we do we do have some interesting things shaping out in um the Western Conference. I mentioned before, uh, the Suns and the Mavericks played last night. The Suns sit about three games ahead of the Mavericks in the fourth seed while the Mavericks are in the seventh seed. Half game out. Half game back of the Minnesota Timberwolves, which how are they around the sixth seed? I I just, I don't believe in them, but they believe in themselves. Um, They're half game out of um, not being in the play-in. But we also have the Sacramento Kings who are a game behind the Memphis Grizzlies, who are now going to be without their best player, um, John Morant, for some time as we get closer to the postseason. That sucks. <laughs> I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk about what's actually happening. So what you're saying is the only punishment the Memphis Grizzlies get for not like reining in there, and I want to hear what Jared thinks about this. For not reining in a franchise player, is a fresh John Morant for the playoffs? That boy gonna be jumping through the roof. See, we said, we said before we got on here, we was not going to talk about this. I'm, I'm no, not. I'm not talking about the details of the case. I'm talking about like at the end of the day, that ain't no punishment. Well, that's, like, you're, you're assuming he's going to play in the postseason. And you're also uh, assuming that he won't be rusty. because uh, Okay. I mean, like, because... Uh, okay, okay. You're, okay. You're, you're correct. My fault. Go ahead. I don't know. Um, the whole Grizzlies, John Morant thing, uh, he talked about taking a sabbatical, he's suspended indefinitely. I don't know how long it's going to last, so I'm really not touching on it until I get further details. But what I really want, because Ryan sets uninteresting and skip by it because Minnesota is number 60. If you want anarchy, I want us to look back at this playoffs and wonder the question, how did either the Kings or the Timberwolves make it to the second round? Because they think they're the three and the six right now. Hey, man. They good out west. That's all I I, they're three to six. The, the Golden State Warriors now to five. See, all these teams are way too close to each other. They're all too close to each other. That's why the Lakers, I know they're not good. 
But brother, if they avoid that play in, that's some dangerous. Cause the West ain't good. My goodness, it's crazy. Like if the Lakers go ahead and get five hundred, you're looking at maybe a second round entry. Like that's crazy. The Lakers are currently they're in the ten they're in they're twelfth, but they are tied. They have the same record as the Jazz, but the Jazz have the tiebreaker over the Blazers. Also have a shot to get into playing. <laughs> um, have the same record. So this it's a lot going on, but my question was gonna be of the teams that I mentioned, which team um that we as we've gone through this, I would guess say this five through twelve. Five through twelve are all separated by a three game by about three games, which goes from the Warriors all the way down to the Lakers. Of that group, is there a team that you expect to fall? Or stumbled towards the end of the post as at, towards the end of the regular season, or is there a team that you believe that can rise a lot during this regular season? I know you just mentioned the Lakers. Are there any other teams you think that could be possibly be in that position? I mean, it's a similar situation with the Lakers. Uh, Pelicans is all about health. I don't know what's going on with Zion, nor why Brandon Ingram seems to be. I don't want to say worse, but he's definitely not the same player he used to be. So, I mean. Definitely the health of Zion and Brandon is going to be interesting coming down the stretch. As for a team that's probably going to plummet, and I know we don't want to say it because, ooh, star power, yo, the Mavs defense sucks. Like, it's, it's Did bad. you watch that game yesterday? Yeah. It was – I don't want to – I don't want nobody to catch no strays. I don't want – I don't want Mr. Lights, camera action to say nothing to me. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, it looked a lot like the Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying, dog. <laughs> it was like, they're not going to get a stop, are they? <laughs> it was. Now Darius Slay going to be like, it was like camera action. Okay, all right. I want no problem with no man who had a child at 14 and was raised by a woman who was 14. I want no problems. Darius Slay, you were good in the Super Bowl. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> It looked looked a lot like that. It was like, it's like, it's because they were up the whole game. Dallas was up the whole game. Phoenix ended up winning, right? Yes, it did. Yeah, okay. I had to turn it off because I had to leave. But I was like, Phoenix ended up winning. I was like, they were up the whole game. Like, and they were offensively like cruising enough where it was like, and that's why some of the numbers are weird. I don't want to get into a basketball team, whatever. But, like, they was cruising, and then it was like, oh, okay, I'm hitting you with it. That you missed a shot. I'm hitting you with that mid-range. Leaving Chris Paul open for two straight threes. Like, I know Chris Paul can't move no more. He can spot up shoot, though. Like, we're talking about a 30, 36, 37% three-point shooter, and that's mainly off the dribble. He can spot up. Like we 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 ain't gotta act like he he the best, but he can spot up, right? We talk. Mm-hmm. I talk, I was talking to somebody about that. Chris Paul is probably one of the three percent shooters ever. He's just not Steph Curry, but he's one of the better shooters of all time. So, like he's spotting up, like no dribble. I'm just going. That's two. That's six right there. And then like that Kyrie stuff kind of slowed down because you're not getting assisted baskets. So. 
and they and they they can't shut nobody's water off. I know it's hard with Durant, but you talking like like Durant was what thirteen or seventeen? It was yeah. crazy, and then. If yeah, it's 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 nuts. If and if you're gonna do that, you're gonna have to like like keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know, man. That offensive defensive right? Because I think what the Mavs are 24th in defensive rating, but the offensive rating is through the roof, mm-hmm. right? The thing about defensive rating is is per hundred possessions. So if there's not a hundred possessions, then like I don't know, like. They're not, you know what I'm saying? That then we're not talking, we're talking something different, which you know, it's an average out type thing. Yeah, they they defense ain't great. It ain't great. And Christian Wood is like Christian Wood, and it's like, uh, that only goes so far, and that's kind of why that happened. So I want to know, Gerald, what you think they can do on defense? Cause I think Jason Kidd has kind of played his defense card last year, but I want to know what you think about that. I think. I don't know. Personnel-wise, it's just like a really tough chore for them to get through. And then, like, we don't really talk about the Kyrie trade, which, fair enough, but, like, losing Denny, I mean, uh, Finney Smith Jr., I mean, Finney Smith Jr., Finney Smith is a bigger hit than we wanted to make it out to be. I understand Kyrie's a better scorer, but it's just like that was far and away the best defender they had and was their man-to-man guy. Without him, they don't really have a man-to-man guy, which is why Kevin Durant can score as efficiently as he has. And in the West, I don't know what you're going to do. Like, it's just... Because uh... what you're talking about is Kevin Durant, the same Kevin Durant. Now nah, it's not the same athletically, but scoring-wise, it's probably the same. Without the zones that used to be in the West... With the Spurs and the Grizzlies used to do that zone stuff, and that used to give them some fits. But if it's just straight PNR, I'm pulling up or I'm passing. Uh, he a bucket. That's it. That's mm-hmm. that's a wrap. Like with like, and you don't have Russ eating up the space. I love Russell Westbrook, but you like you don't have Russ eating up the space. You know what I'm saying? That he that it was in OKC. So you like, ooh, that's gonna be a problem. So I. I think they should mix up some zone concepts in the playoffs. Uh, just, just off of like whatever, because look, look, unless Luca's locked in defensively, and it doesn't even have to look like I'm shutting somebody's water off, but like he need, he can't be like taking stuff off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if you want about Kyrie, he'll lock in defensively on an important stop. Because that's what Cleveland used to be. It was like timely stops and stuff like that. And he can get a steal. But, hey, man, they're not good. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Um, As we head into a break, um, our sound of the week comes by way of ESPN. Um, Former NBA player Jalen Rose appeared on ESPN's countdown. And while sitting alongside uh, Woj, Michael Greenberg, Stephen A. Smith, uh, and, and the rest of the ESPN crew, he offered his thoughts regarding the NBA and Memphis, the Memphis Grizzlies' decision to have NBA All-Star John Morant step aside for the foreseeable future. Here's what he had to say. We'll be back on the other side. I am John Morant. Like, you guys have got a chance to see me grow up for public consumption since 1991. And 
I've been involved in drug raids. I've survived assassination attempts. I've been that undisciplined young person that was trying to figure out how to be famous, how to be successful, and how to change the dynamics of my family. The one thing that young people have to understand, and in John Morant's case, when you first get drafted, you go from being a member of the family, a member of the crew, to being the leader, to being the breadwinner. And first and foremost, I hear a lot of people talking about like his family and his crew. When you the leader, it's on you because you end up searching that lifestyle. You end up wanting to be down. And what I had to learn is that people come into your life for four reasons, to add, subtract, multiply, or divide. You have to choose wisely. He has way too much to lose. Trust me, I've been that young player carrying a gun. And Will Bond alluded to this. When you start waving it, that could get you killed. That, that ain't, that's, that's, a, that's an entirely different thing than we're talking about a superstar athlete should be putting themselves in position. And as Stephen A mentioned, that's him on the video, on his IG Live. Ain't nobody coaxing him. Ain't nobody got a, 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 ain't nobody egging him on to do that. That's a personal choice. And a lot of times, guys, as I mentioned, fame can be a drug. And I don't know what type of pain that he deals with and type of anxiety that he has or what types of substances that he may be using. And I'm glad in this statement that he owned that I need to make changes for me. Because as the leader, as the breadwinner, you control the environment. The people that are around you, you select. And a lot of times, unfortunately, and Wilbon alluded to this also, when we start to get fame, when we start to get money, then we try to feel like we're keeping it real. Like we're trying to be down now. We're trying to be tough now. We're trying to be hard now. But you made it. And once you make it, your job is to uplift, to enlighten. And I'm glad this actually happened at this point of his life. He's a 23-year-old young man. Nobody got arrested. Nobody got injured. And I'm hearing too many stories about pistols, okay? Allegedly with the 17-year-old kid, allegedly with the Indiana Pacers staff. Last night on IG Live, I saw the video like you guys did brandishing the gun. The next step to that is now recovery. And I believe that he's on that path. I'm happy that he's on that path. He's going to return, and he's going to be a better person. And because of all of this taking place, he's not going to be able to live his full potential. And as we come back uh, from talking about the NBA, we're going to talk a little bit more about the NBA on more of a personal level. Um, as you know, the show is for the fans because we are fans. So we have to check in from time to time, see how everyone is doing in regards to some of their favorite sports teams. So we're going to talk about the Celtics. Uh, the Celtics have lost three of their last four games, including two losses to the Knicks, who we mentioned earlier. The Celtics are in Cleveland tonight, and they're not as healthy as they'd like to be, as most teams 
would like to be at this point in the season. Jason Tatum is dealing with a left knee contusion, and Robert Williams III is working through a left hamstring sprain. And recently, this triggered some some emotion um, from former Boston Celtic NBA champion Kendrick Perkins, who had this to say about the Celtics as they currently are constructed with some of the health issues that they're having. Uh, but I'm very concerned. And I'm concerned because the health of Robert Williams. Like, when is yeah. he going to be available to show us consistently that he could be on the floor? And Jason Tatum said it himself. He is the piece for us, us trying to complete the mission of winning it all. And now he's out right now with a hamstring injury. He's still kind of favoring that knee injury that he has. His history tells us that you really can't rely on him. And when you think about the Eastern Conference, you're thinking about Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and Clinton Borders with the Milwaukee Bucks. And then you're thinking about Big Joel and B and Philly. And it's like, can you really get past those two teams yep. alone without a healthy Robert Williams or the available Robert Williams? No. So I am concerned about the season. My fault. Okay, so, so confusing Bobby Portis with Clinton Portis is very hilarious. <laughs> Bobby Portis running halfback dive. I Shout out Clinton Portis. Shout out Clinton Portis. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Um, I don't know about that last part. Probably Washington legend. Let's do that. Mike no, Shannon, no, 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 yeah. no. Never. Moving on. My, University of Miami mm. legend. Yes. Um, anyway. Um, but no, I, I want to know what y'all think about this before we get into that. I don't know who's more critical of a former, as a former Boston athlete of the current Boston athletes. Damian Woody. Uh, Teddy Bruschi when he was on there or Kendrick Perkins. It'd be like, dang. Well, Kendrick Perkins on TV every day. So. I was gonna say as a Boston Damian Woody used to be, but Damian Woody used to be so he'd be on he hell on wheels about the Patriots players. It'd be like, dang, Damian. <laughs> uh, Teddy Bruschi used to do that about the defense every every time. It'd be like, dang, they only you know what I'm saying like, and then the Patriots would never lose. So it'd be like, what are you guys mad about? Anyway, but uh, uh, aside from the uh, Milwaukee Bucks um, signing Clinton Portis to a ten day, I think I think the Celtics are going to be fine. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, first off, to answer your first question, as a Celtic fan, it's Perkins. It's Perkins, and it's not close. <laughs> like no, because he's the same dude who was talking about like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown need to be split up and stuff. And it's like, bro, we made like three conference finals in this time. What the heck? <laughs> But anyways, um, I I get his point with Milwaukee because I think the problem with Milwaukee is you need somebody to kind of clog the paint against Giannis in order to focus on defending everybody else. So Robert Williams is absolutely going to be needed there. But like Philly, I've been here. Maybe that's just as a Boston fan. I've been hearing for years. Philly's coming for like a good five to six years, and they still haven't come yet. Like, uh, pause, not like that. <laughs> We're going to have to cut that out. That's cut crazy. That out. My point That's is, <laughs> my point is, I have been hearing for years that Philadelphia is going to like make this surge and finally make a conference final or win a championship, and I still haven't seen it yet. 
I, I, I've just got to see it. Like they've got to do it before I'm worrying about them. And as for Robert Williams health, I, can we just stop acting like guys like Robert Williams are supposed to be healthy? Like we're doing the same thing with Zion where it's just like, if he's healthy, they're statistically people who usually have the type of like, you know, springy sort of style don't stay healthy. It's more so about just having them at the best health possible at the best possible time. I'm not expecting Robert Williams to make it through the entirety of the season, but if we can at least get a good amount of Rob for the playoffs, I'd be satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. You you said Perkins more than that. That's hilarious. I've watched it. (laughs) Rob Nikovich is kind of a sneaky person to throw in there too because Rob be doing that. But ain't, ain't no Patriots really football to critique. At this point, but my fault. I, I had to say that. Well, we got we got some <laughs> some football in Kansas City. Uh, the Chiefs are still celebrating their win, um, in Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Uh, we're not going to talk. We're not going to talk about what y'all think we're going to talk about because I don't want to talk about that fool. It's okay. We my PSA going to be there later, but go ahead. Go ahead. Um, with that said, the NFL doesn't stop. The Chiefs are making moves in the off season. Um, they Thank recently you. promoted uh, Matt Nagy to the position of offensive coordinator, and now they have uh, announced that they will not put a franchise tag on Orlando Brown Jr. They've let go of Frank Clark, and they are also looking to make improvements in one under-talked-about under area, which is the backup quarterback spot. We've talked about the Henny man, Chad Henny, come up in – a few key playoff scenarios for the Chiefs in the last few years because football's a violent sport. Patrick Mahomes is a mobile quarterback. He can get hurt from time to time, which makes the backup quarterback position, especially with the Chiefs and this team with this window that they have, you want it to last as long as it possibly can. So, I mean, sometimes you'll have to put in the backup quarterback. And Arrowhead, Arrowhead Attic of Sports Illustrated and the fan side of family, they put together a list of potential backup QBs that could replace Chad Henney. Okay. And I'm going to give you all four, and I want you to rank them from top, the one you'd like to have most, to the worst possible one. Okay. And the four quarterbacks they listed were Taylor Heineke, okay. Gardner Minshew, Okay. Kobe Bredset and Shane Buchel. I've never pronounced his last name. Shane Buchel. He was he was the SMU quarterback. And he's been on our roster for a minute. He's been on practice squad the last few years. Uh you said you said it was what's his name? The Brissett, right? Jacoby yeah. Brissett. Yeah. Uh that's I mean that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't uh I mean you know um uh, We've always had a decent quarterback room. I think Henny and uh, Matt Moore have been the lowest tier of our bottom or our, since Reed has been there. Because, you know, if you know anything about Andy Reed's career, is you know, backup quarterback whisperer. But uh, I like all of those. Those are probably fine. Gardner Minshew is a little bit small, so I don't, I'm not really, I'm not really into that one. But. You know, it depends on what you pay him. I mean, we was paying chat. We were paying uh, what's his name, Chase Daniel. We were paying him 
five to eight million. I remember that. And Chase Daniel, you know, we had Nick Foles one year on the roster before he won the Super Bowl. Uh, because I think I don't know what Alex Smith was out with that year. Uh, and I want to know what y'all think about this. It was one year that we had Nick Foles, we had Chase Daniel, and then we had Henny and Matt Moore. In fact, Henny and Matt Moore were on the same roster, and Matt Moore was the second string. He got those two starts when uh, that uh, his kneecap went out. Pat's kneecap went out. So I think they do need to invest in a high-end backup. Shout-out, Carrington Harrison. <laughs> See that? But <laughs> – because he made that take a few 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 weeks back, but I think that that's probably a good one. Mm-hmm. If you can get like Sam Darnold or somebody for the backup, that'd be good too. You know, just somebody who's who's gonna be ready to play every week. Um, I don't, I don't think like I don't think there's gonna be a problem with Pat missing too many games, but he's known to miss at least one, maybe a year. He missed two that one year, and then you know, freak accidents. So. I mean, yeah, uh, I do think uh, Taylor Heineke is probably the first one for me outside of the going from Henny to Henny joke, which is right there. Uh, I just think I just think you have the playoff proven uh, caliber with Heineke due to what he was able to do against the Bucks, And I believe it was 2020 playoffs where he held his own against a pretty solid defense, even if it was for one game. Uh as a person who's had Jacoby Brissett as a backup, he's fine. He'll do all right for like a quarter, and then he'll be Jacoby Brissett. So take that what you will. Um, the only real issue I have with Gardner Minshew is he's probably the most explosive out of the four options, but he's also the one that'll backfire the most. Like we kind of saw that in the Dallas game where he put up what what did he put up? Like 35 points, I think it was. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean if 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 like if we talk about pass out for an extended period of time, that season's probably over. I mean, yeah, obviously. So I mean, you can't like the you know, Matt Castle going eleven and five, like that's that don't happen that often. You know, so what I will say about that is this. On a macro scale, Pat Mahomes getting hurt is one kind of the underrated things we haven't talked about with Pat. It is like he getting hurt in the pocket. You know what I'm saying? The one, the Cleveland one, he got hit on a freak accident option. Option. Okay, he was running the option, so whatever. The the one in in the Broncos, that was what was that quarterback sneak, right? So like I that don't know. Cute. Yeah, that's kind of we don't even run a QB sneak no more. So that's fine. We don't run that option play no more, right? What he getting hurt in the pocket, it's like and like man. <clears throat> Maybe not today, but one of the days I would like to talk about the fact that we have kind of let like free shots happen to these black quarterbacks, but ain't nobody really talking about it. It's like 
I remember going to the Seattle game, and my brother was like, ain't that a late hit on Gino? I said, he black. Don't even worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, they not they don't really call late hits on on black quarterbacks, right? Uh, unless they're egregious. So I remember I even remember like remember the preseason where they laid out Jalen Hurts like that. Hey man. <laughs> hey, we gonna have to there's gonna have to be some talk about that because it'd be like, yeah. I know you can't extend the pocket. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want the rules to do that. Like, you don't want people rolling out right and then being like, it's late hit. Yeah, but they need to put some protections on these quarterbacks. This is insane. Anyway, what what do y'all think about that? Y'all think y'all think y'all think I'm just being like like uncle, or you think I'm just like, or do I have a case there? I haven't watched it as closely as you have, but I I could definitely see the point that you're trying to make that there is. There may be just lack of care, or there could just be an implicit bias that people believe because black quarterbacks, even if they don't run, that they are running, that that leaves them open to being hit more, um, and that affects the way refs call. Um, but that's I would have to look more deeply into that to say that with confidence. Well, I just think like when Taylor Heineke rolls out left and then takes a knee. Right. And that's a, you know, that's a late hit because he took the knee. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're going to call it like that, fine. We'll call it like that all the time. I, just, I feel like sometimes it'd be like, you just let him tee off on that dude. You know what I'm saying? I just feel that way. Would you, Jiro, you feel that way sometimes? I think it depends on the player. Like, I, I don't know. Like you mentioned Tyler Heineke, and I guess that's a fair argument. But I was I was kind of like thinking of Derek Carr. I'm like, I've seen Derek Carr get blasted though. Like <laughs> I've seen Derek yeah, Carr. Yeah, that's get... true. But they they called that an arrowhead though. They did. They did. They did call the ball. Like, he was he was there. he was he didn't even pass the ball, and they gave him a rough in the passer. Yeah, true. Like, uh, and his offensive line is bad though. So you'd be like, uh, I can't call. I can't call the ass flipping every every. Play, but hey, man! If you want, if you want to see people get hit, I know where you can go and see people get hit. Okay, Ryan, plug them up. Go ahead, XFL. XFL. (laughs) They out there letting them boys hit. The boys squabbling. They they letting them boys squabble. I saw, I saw at least two or three penalties. I thought that were supposed to be there. They were throwing eight. Agent McCarron might be physically able to come back to ESPN. He keep getting hit like this. This man has been sacked more than any other quarterback in the XFL, and he may be the best quarterback in the XFL. They do not care. Great. Why are you passing the ball in the XFL? Ain't nobody, ain't nobody pass pro. I mean, ain't nobody pass protecting in the XFL. That's a dangerous game. I mean, I think it's it's taking more time because it's easier to put together a defense than it is because. When I, I didn't Ooh. know this before the first game, they only they've only had two weeks to practice. So hey, yo, that's malpractice, dog. <laughs> what? They playing pickup football. That's well, they, they had like a, they had like a combine, a training camp, and then they only got two weeks to actually practice mm-hmm. with their actual team. And right. So they've been in shape for a minute, but they've only been with their actual team for. That's what I'm about. saying. They playing pickup football. I got <laughs> I got eleven. Y'all got um, eleven. Okay, bet. But that brings us to um, our penultimate segment, our next to last segment. Um, 
which is a story that you're not worried about. We talk about stories that people aren't paying attention to. Um, so we can go one of two ways with this. I'll let y'all pick. I'll let y'all just pick the sport. Is it you want basketball or you want football? In honor of Curtis Blow, basketball is my favorite sport. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We'll we'll go down to Patrick Mahomes, um, alma mater. Uh Texas. I don't know if did he graduate? I don't know if he graduated. But hey, yo, don't do that to my boy. <laughs> he, he graduated what he needs to. He got all the credits he needs. Eight bills against Oklahoma. That'll get you a degree right there. Um give it a buck. We're going out. To, I I let's not just say te- he went to we're going out to Lubbock, Texas. Um hey, speaking of Texas Tech, I was, I was I saw one of them old Kevin Durant games when he had 27 or 37 and 23 against Tech. Guess who was the coach? Oh. Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight coached against Kevin Durant. Ain't that crazy? Yeah, he's been there for a minute. He was there. He had the ESPN yeah. show late in his career. That was crazy. Racism is so... They, they don't they put that on ESPN Plus because they don't want him talking to them kids like that on ESPN Plus. <laughs> Racism is so recent. <laughs> um, Texas Tech has suspended their current men's basketball coach, Mark Adams, for racism. Um, there we go. Um, the school is calling um, for what the school is calling, and I quote, inappropriate, unacceptable, and racially insensitive comments. Uh, this okay. is coming by way of ESPN from Pete Thamel and Jeff Borzello. According to okay. the school, Adams was encouraging a player to be more receptive to be to coaching and, and I quote, referenced Bible verses about workers, teachers, parents, and slaves serving their masters, end quote. Adams uh, apologized to the team after he found out the player was upset about the use of the Bible verse, a source told ESPN. We go to Fox News uh, for another story, uh, another story where he talks more about the comments in depth. The coach explained to stadium on Sunday he was quoting a verse from the Bible and told one of the players there is, and I quote, always a master and a servant. He added that he was just quote unquote quote uh quoting scripture when talking about a player being coachable. And this is a direct quote from him. I said that in the Bible, Jesus talks about how we all have bosses and we are all service servants. I was quoting the Bible about that. And then he wanted to make it clear that he did not apologize. He rather clarified his comments. Uh well. Is Mark Y'all Adams coming my- back? <laughs> Y'all from up north, so I don't I don't know how I should take that. Y'all on East Coast time, so that that's the moral heartbeat of the of the United States. So whatever East Coasters say how that should be is how it's gonna be. So I'm gonna let y'all have that one. Go ahead, Ryan. And if the university in Lubbock, Texas is out here saying that you're being too racist and insensitive, maybe you're being a little bit too racist and insensitive. Because <laughs> they do you <laughs> what like, you think, Sarah? I I I mean, at this point, if you're getting called out by somebody from Texas, I don't know. <laughs> y'all are so assholes. Like, what Texas do y'all, man? That's crazy. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's you're right though. They got they got buildings named after HW over there. That's that's what is that A and M or Tech? They got the A and W. It might be A and M. But anyway, man. Texas Tech. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. 
I can't make heads or tails of this because, uh, I mean, quoting Bible verses at a public university is something, something else. But <laughs> like, I know Dabo Sweeney looking like, oh, are they coming for one of us? But um, anyway, uh, <laughs> but no, I I don't know, man. I don't know what was said. Like I, you know, I don't know what actually was said. I don't know how it was said because. I mean, Don Staley doing Jesus versus Tennessee. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's all in the relationship you have with people. And it's hurt. Like, he shouldn't be back because if, if, if your players feel that you're racist, that's half the battle anyway. And you can't tell me Don Staley or somebody else or Dabo Sweeney ain't been like, you know what I'm saying, Jesus talking about servants. You know, because that's all throughout the Bible. So, you know, it's all about the relationship. So he he's not gonna be back because of the relationship. I I don't know if it's actually racist or not, and I don't think that matters. It matters about the relationship you have with them young men in there. You in the trenches, you asking them to do stuff, and they feel like you ain't got their back on a certain level. I'll tell so, you why he's not gonna be back. Okay. They were in the national championship a few years. They started off the season this year at ten and two, and they are now okay. sixteen and fifteen. He not uh, hey, Big 12 not sweet, though. They might end up in the tournament. <laughs> At 16 and 15? I'm telling you, Big 12 not sweet. Hey, I... I, I'm, I'm just saying. I I don't agree with it. I'm just saying it's not sweet. They said it's the Big East of the Midwest. What? If that makes I'm sense. not even going to go there. <laughs> That's a... That's a Ain't that the most ignorant statement I've said? <laughs> How you the big East of the Mid? Anyway, but nah, uh, I don't know. I I'm saying from that standpoint, he shouldn't be back. I don't know what y'all think about that because, I mean, Don Staley talking about Jesus then suited up every game for South Carolina, so <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So the biblical stuff, it it kind of just goes across like racist, but it's all about that relationship you got with that. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, That's what we, it is for me. But go ahead. Before we head to our quick hits, we do have one more story. Um, through the first two weeks of the XFL season, the Orlando Guardians were on zero and two. They are now zero and three, and they are in the last place of the entire league, not just in the Southern Conference. Their offense has been particularly bad, scoring. What are you points. reading right now? Are you reading stats from NFL Blitz? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Can what, I finish? What are you? I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, just playing. I'm just playing my fault. Uh, their offense has been particularly bad, scoring 12 points in each game and absolutely zero points in the second or third quarter of each game. And quarterback Paxton Lynch, former Broncos quarterback, John Elway product, has been clowned and memed into oblivion as the only quarterback in history to be benched in the NFL. USFL and now XFL. However, it may not be entirely his fault. Their backup quarterback, Quentin Dormandy, has been accused of giving his team's offensive plays to their opponents before each game. After being cut by the team yesterday, though, the XFL has reinstated Dormandy. According to a statement from the XFL vice president, the league is actively reviewing a personnel issue regarding a player on the Orlando Guardians who was released from the team yesterday afternoon. My question before we get into our quick hits is, who gets to fight him first? Is it the offensive line or is it Paxton Lynch? 
is wrong for disrespecting this product. That's gotta be <laughs> all I gotta say is why he Herm Edwards that nigga. That's crazy. That's what they did to Herm Edwards at Arizona State. Okay, Ryan. I love you, man. All that stuff. You talking about can I finish? And then the story got significantly worse. <laughs> you know what? Next time you cannot finish. How about that? I'm glad we let him cook. Zero, 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 I, I should have said no, shouldn't I? That's crazy. <laughs> that sounds like a story mode in like one of them fake football video games. That sounds like a tech mobile story mode shit. Like what are, that's what I said. What are you reading? I was like, because you kept on saying stuff, and I was like, I don't even know what this is, man. That definitely felt like EA script for Long Shot 3. <laughs> what was that? What, not in a, It was Blitz the League because they lost the license. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. All due respect, Ryan. I love what you're doing with the XFL. I'm loving that you showed up for the every every game. But that sounded like the fakest football story that was real. Of all time, from what's they called the Orlando what? Orlando Guardians. <laughs> don't do that because we got a team in the NFL called the Commanders. I don't want to hear nothing about no XFL team. We got some weird ass teams that we normally. I know. I mean, we got a baseball team called the Guardians. We have, I'm a, saying we have a team in Green Bay called the Packers. Duh. And they wear you cheese. Yeah, because they. Hey, man, you know the history of that team. Don't play with me. Hey, okay, what's a Pacer then? Chill out. All right, that's all I'm saying. We make it. You we know like, what a pacer is. We like making fun of. We like making fun of people's teams' names, and then we look at the teams that we actually root for, and it don't I'm, make I'm no just sense. Saying. Okay, well, I'm just saying. Like, what's there ain't a been Buc- no Rams in the Los Angeles. There ain't no Rams out there. What's a Buckeye though? We not doing this today. We not doing what's this today. We not doing this today. Um, I'm let. I'm let it go. But no, that's that's the fakest story I've ever seen. But it's real. I listen. We, we love Ryan. Good job with the XFL. I see your live tweets, all that stuff. But I don't. I think at, at that moment I knew you were gonna finish. But I don't know if I wanted you to keep going. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just playing, man. You good? Uh, man. Um, wrapping up, we have a few stories that you should be watching heading into the next few weeks. Um, heading out to Texas, but not to Texas Tech. Um, after the Texas Longhorns' first spring practice, Coach Steve Sarkeesian said on Monday that all positions are for grabs, including quarterback. Uh, sophomore quarterback Hewen Ewers, who was a former Ohio State product and top recruit in the country, and freshman quarterback Arch Manning, Manning family, uh, both were highly covered recruits, and they are now competing for the job down at Texas, which means somebody is going to be upset. Uh, out in college basketball, yeah, history made in the ACC Women's Basketball Tournament. Virginia Tech head coach Kenny Brooks became the first black head coach to win the ACC Women's Basketball Tournament crown on Sunday when his third-seeded Hokies defeated the fourth-seeded Louisville Cardinals. With the win on Sunday, the Virginia Tech Hokies are projected to move up to the one seed in the NCAA Tournament. And elsewhere in college football, an Ohio State appeals board has approved a settlement for more than $4 million in a lawsuit brought by former Iowa football players who alleged they were racially harassed in Coach Kirk Ferentz's program. 
The Office of State Auditor Rob Sand disclosed a proposal on Monday, and he said that he would oppose using taxpayer money to pay a portion of the settlement unless the university fired the athletic director, Gary Barta. He said, and I quote, enough is enough. Clear personal accountability is necessary. I will not support taxpayers funding this settlement unless Gary Barta is no longer employed at the university and forfeits any severance or similar pay. He went on to continue. I encourage you to join me, people of Iowa. Real accountability begins with preventing discrimination and protecting both taxpayers and future victims. Wait, hold on, hold on. How how Kurt Ferentz keeps to keep his job though? How Kurt and his <laughs> son get to keep his job, but they're like, no, the AD. AD ain't at the football practice every day. No, I understand there's a level of they all need to leave. But have you seen Iowa's defense? Of course, of course they just don't against black people. Everyone's seen Iowa's defense because all they do is punt the ball. That's all they well, all do. I'm say, all I'm saying is, do you know how racist you got to be to have nine white starters on your defense? All right. <laughs> That's insane. They don't even do that in the SEC no more. That's crazy. You like, why can't Iowa score some points? Well, that's why. Hey, bro, come on, dog. That's insane. Iowa State scoring all the points in the Big 12. Same state. Same state. Iowa State scoring all the points. Iowa can't get can't get a field goal. I wonder why that is. Anyway, Kurt Ferentz, come on, dog. Do better. All right. Okay. Um... That comes comes our time. Uh, congratulations with them kids. Congratulations to Derek Carr on his new contract. Congratulations, Geno Smith on his new contract, and mm. congratulations to the Ravens for playing themselves um, and continuing to have Lamar Jackson out here without a contract and letting mm. this go long, longer and longer. As always, I thank my two calls for making everything happen. I thank you, the listener, for giving us an hour of your day. I hope you will come back next week. We got a whole lot to talk about, especially in the world of college basketball. Selection Sunday, this Sunday. Um, going to be a big day for CBS. They got the Oscars and they got the Selection Sunday on the same day. Um, but without further yeah. ado. Oscars should be a slap in the face. <laughs> without further ado, thank you. As always, we are now leaving the group chat. Peace. Say my name, Olu. Oh,